Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey! Boom. Here he is. <laughs> I was desperate to start like that. Oh, what, what, what beverage you got, mate? You know what? As a beverage you left over from our first year <laughs> anniversary podcast, which Amazing. is a Brewdog. We're talking about Brewdog again. Planet Pale Ale. Ooh. Let me just uh, pour this bad boy. Some exciting times. It's a Monday night and I'm having a pint. A pint, a drink. It's not a pint. It's a can. Oh, it's goes... right to the top of that glass, though. Oh. That's good, isn't it? It's good. There's a, little, there's a little bit left. There's a little bit left. Um, but I've got the girls by myself tonight, so I've tried to put them down. One out of the two is down. The other yeah. one's being um, left to their own devices to fall asleep. So hopefully they are. Um, but yes, I'm. I might be up and about, mate. I'll be honest. I'm going to say it now. And I'm going to be up right now because Peggy's decided now to want to leave the room. So there you go. Oh. Oh, what a, what a beautiful way to start year two of Don't Be a Hero podcast, dear listener. How are you doing? What are you doing right now? Are you in a car? She's gone. She's gone. She's gone. I was just talking. I was just talking to dear listener. I was just talking to our dear listeners, asking them what they're doing right now. But I know we can't get an an immediate response. But I do hope that you're okay, dear listener. And welcome to episode one of year two, let's say. Woo! Here we go. And we're, we're back to films. We are. <laughs> back to that was a that was a long Finally. response. That was a delayed response, Matt. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're back to films. I felt like you were in like uh, I don't know, Sweden, the response there. That felt like Eurovision. I thought, oh, oh. Oh, a bit of beer on it. I got a little bit of froth there. Oh, a little bit of froth. Oh, is there a weird connection? Uh, no, I think it's alright. Um, but yes, Is we right? are back to films um, and Phase Four, and we're at Black Widow. Straight in, no fuss. Straight in, no, no anecdotes. Don't need that. Just cut, cut, cut <laughs> to the chase. Absolute, not a, not a fun episode. Just an informative episode today. <laughs> There'd be absolutely no laughs, no, <laughs> no replayability in this episode, and no factual information about us two. Just straight into the. We just got to get straight to it. We have got to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. We're going to do our deep dive. We're going to say our things. We're going to say our grips, and we're going to bugger off. <laughs> and then that's it. 
Job, job, bloody done. Job done. I mean, I think that's, I feel like that's how life has been for me for the last few weeks. I think that's the same with you, though, as well. We've yeah, both yeah. been very busy. It's absolutely been ludicrous. Carnage. Uh, no time to breathe, mate. No. Um, but immediate thoughts of Black Widow, watching it back, because you were intrigued to watch it back. I was, and um, yeah, okay, so. I have now understood. So I really, I, I, I couldn't really put my finger on why I didn't like it that much the first time round. And yes, there's visual effects problems, um, but I think it was said in a comment. You know, when we put the when we put a post out this week on Instagram, um, I think this film has all the makings to be a great Marvel MCU movie. Every the cast is great. I think generally the plot points are relatively strong, stronger than other Marvel movies out there. Um, there is just one massive miss, and it is the timing of this movie. Mm. That and that is all I'm going to say in terms of my overall kind of opinion. The I I enjoyed a lot of elements. I think there was kind of saving graces, let's say, in this movie, but overall. There was it. Was, there was a no point in putting this movie out at this point. It should mm. have been earlier. It should have been at the place where it should have come out because it's set just start. It's set just before Infinity War. Why didn't it just happen before Infinity War? I I don't understand it. And I'm really and I also was really angry when it first came out that it took this long for her to get her own solo movie. Yeah, it should have happened ages ago. She should have been the fourth out of the three. You know, we had Iron Man, Cap, and Thor, and then it should have been Black Widow. It should have. That's how it should have gone because she was introduced way early on. She was introduced back in what Iron Man two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, mate, it's it's crazy yeah. that it took Big. this long for her to get her own movie. It's criminal. It's criminal. That's what it is. Um, but yeah, those are my thoughts. What are your thoughts? I had again because the first time I watched it. I thoroughly enjoyed myself. And again, I rewatched it and thoroughly enjoyed myself. I I am one of the people who doesn't quite believe the dislike or hate towards this movie from some um, members of the fan community. Um, I mm. actually think what this film does an incredible job of is having its own identity, which I think is brilliant. Like even from yeah. like the credits at the beginning, so the opening credits, it kind of gives me like naughty's <coughs> horror vibe. Oh, <laughs> well, hello. <laughs> do you know what I tried to do? What? <laughs> I tried to mute myself, uh, and, and I that, clicked it twice. That did not work, there, did it? I was I trying to be crafty. Just ripped straight into a book right in the middle, mid sentence. Here, mate, I can't. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a fail. That was the biggest fail of my life. That was. A little bit. I, went, oh, I need to burp. I need to. I quickly put myself on mute. Double clicked it. Burp. Oh, honestly. Oh mate, I've never heard you burp oh, so loud as that. It was a beautiful moment. That. I know that was. Um, that was a beer. Whew. Um, the yeah, but the opening credits had a vibe of like a noughties horror movie, like an early noughties yeah. horror movie. So it kind of reminded me, I put some films down, of Saw, Hills of Eyes, and Identity, right? Which yeah. is yeah. very weird because it isn't, it's absolutely not, not this type of film. I'm saying yes. I'm, I, yeah, I don't understand that. Wait, how? 
So you've got to go and watch the actual credits. This is just the credits, right? Has like a very old school like font to it. Like the titles are very old school. Um, and it kind of feels like a horror movie where you get like... I think Hills of Eyes, I vaguely remember, it's like footage of a nuclear bomb. It's like random mm-hmm. footage and then just credits rolling on top of it. It's stuff that you wouldn't get now, right? Now you get yeah. some stylized video thing or, I don't know, just purely credits or credits whilst it's going on or whatever. Whereas, So you go go back and watch it and, and you might know what I'm on about. Um, but... Yeah, and it but 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 even from before that and the whole first bit where they're going away, um, leaving America, uh, it's just it's got a really strong identity and it, and it really like it goes away from the other Marvel films that we've watched lately. And for me, that is part mm. of the charm of Black Widow. I like that mm. it has it goes its own way. There's a lot more action. There's a lot of action scenes in it. Um, but there's also a lot of really like heartfelt drama moments between very few members of a cast. It's not a large cast. Um, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed I think it, myself. I think it does. I think you're right. I think it holds up its own tone. Mm. I think it kind of much like you know each of these kind of almost like mini franchises within the MCU, like with the Guardians, with Iron Man trilogy, all of those kind of trilogies out there. Um, they have their own tone. They have their own kind of um, feel to the movies. And Black Widow immediately sets its own tone, which is yeah, full of ac- it is full of action, but it's coming from a different place. And I think it's it's it is more home based. It, it kind of does feel like it's a civil war kind of like follow on, which it is. You know, you yeah. know, I think chronologically it is. Um, but like it does have its own tone. But I'm a bit sad. Like we just haven't had anything since that. Even even now, even and I know I know we're probably going to see a bit of this probably running through Thunderbolts. I can only imagine. Um, well, I think yeah, we're gonna. Have, it's quite heavily going to be in the Thunderbolts, isn't it? Because mm. we're getting a new General Ross. We're getting mm-hmm. a new. Uh, well, not new, but yeah, General Ross, Yelena. We're getting the dad. Um, yeah, we're getting we're getting quite a lot. So it is going to be a, con- a continuation of of what is. You know what has been embedded and started from this. Um, we also had Yelena in um, Hawkeye, obviously, to carry on yeah. that thread. Um, so yeah, I, I I really enjoyed it. I, I think um, for me, like there's some really good strengths. Uh, I have I have just realised, Matt, what we've done because yeah. we haven't done a film for so long. Do you know what we've forgotten to do? Oh, we've got to do a summary. We haven't even done a summary, boy. We've not even done a because su- we've not done a summary for so long. We've done oh series after series, so uh, I've got it up. So Come on, let's do it. Oh, listen yeah. to this. A long ago, in Marvel Studios' action-packed spy thriller. Black Widow, Natasha Romanoff, aka Black Widow, confronts the darker parts of her ledger when a dangerous conspiracy with ties to her past arises. Pursued by a force that will stop at nothing to bring her down, Natasha must deal with her history as a spy and the broken relationships left in her wake long before she became an Avenger. High stakes, mate. High stakes. I like it. It's decent. It's nice. 
And and also it raises another thing because you mentioned uh, um, and you, you and many many people online have mentioned about um, uh, the fact that this is like out of sequence. This film is massively you know, quite. But it's not I, even it's not even a little, but it is. Yeah, a, it's a lot. But then, it, but, but I can I think it can afford to be because of the na- the nature of the film isn't to do with the Avengers, right? It's yeah. a it's a complete it's a sidestep story. Um, which just provides us more inform- like information about Natasha. It creates a legacy for Natasha as well. So by this point, she's dead mm-hmm. uh, in the real timeline. So actually, it's giving that, that character a legacy by introducing us to Yelena. Um, and also, if you'd have had Hawkeye with mm. Yelena in it and that thread keep uh, continuing, I... Mm. I would argue that had it have come after Civil War, by the time we got to Hawkeye, no one would remember or, or care. Would have forgotten, quite frankly. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, I agree with you. I think I think that's a fair point. I, but like equally, should it have, should it have, should of it have been a Disney Plus series? I don't know how I how did that come up. I, d- I, I don't think I was a sentence. To be fair, I don't even think it but... was. No. <laughs> I think you knew what I meant, dear listener. Should it have been a, a Disney Plus series instead? Black Widow. Thinking about it. Um, no. Is there arguments for that? I, I suppose there's arguments. I think, again, there wasn't enough in it to warrant an entire TV series. We'd be getting onto no. She-Hulk territory where almost nothing happens. I think if you did that. But there's... we could have got, we probably could have got more of like the Red Guardian. You know, yeah. I would have loved to have seen more David Harbour. I mean, you know, mm. his role as the Red Guardian, it's just so funny. But so got, funny. But you're going to introduce, it's a new character. You're there to introduce yeah. him, to see what yeah. the fan reaction is like, and then you go, right, we'll use him more. If we'd have had a series mm. where we'd have had loads of Red Guardian, it, you know, people would could have been like, well, hang on a minute, isn't this Natasha's story? Isn't this following Scarlet? Yeah. Like, isn't this supposed to be the female film or the female TV series? Um, So, yeah, I I, I get it. I I think, uh, for me, the main gripe would would have to be um, the accent of Ray Winston. (laughs) Oh, that's a good gripe. That is a good gripe. It's horrendous. It is an aw- it is awful. It's awful. And yeah. and this is where my attitude changes. I don't think the character or Ray Winston's acting is bad. I think he's good villain, right? Impressive yeah. villain. Yeah. That Definitely, fucking yeah. accent butchers anything good about that character. It can't deliver that accent. I think you're absolutely right, mate. I think it, you know, it, it feels like you Sorry, the beer. The beer is making me burpy. Um, it was a bad choice. It's a bad choice to have a quarter to nine on a Monday. What, what's wrong with me? I'm, I'm in a, I'm in a weird place right now, dear listener. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm fine, by the way. I'm fine. 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 Please don't ring yeah. up. Please don't. <laughs> um, I feel like Ray Winston. Being the kind of like, I get the sense that he's like a seasoned actor. He knows what he wants. He knows what he's. I'm coming here to do a job, much like you, Forrest. More like a, a voice like you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, uh, but he came in, and I know you wouldn't do this. You'd have a conscientious actor-centric choice mm. on the accent, and you would 
you would brutally interrogate the accent and the dialect with a dialect coach. I feel like he just made a choice and went, yeah, yeah, I'll go with that. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, and he, and he stuck with it. It, may, it maybe came through the, like, he, get, he just sort of saw him back in the edits and the shots and went, oh, God. Mm. Oh, I've got to keep with that now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've, I've it's got not, it. It's not, a, it's, I, I, it's not a bad performance. No. It's not, I don't think it's a bad performance. It's just a bad accent. That's it. Yeah. A hundred percent, and absolutely didn't need an accent like that. And if we had an accent, you need no. you need someone who who actually has that accent or can portray a very good version of it. Um, yeah. Otherwise, it just becomes um, comedy caricature villain. Before before we delve straight into other characters and other actors' performances in it, I do want to come sort of circle back very quickly because you did mention it, and I was like, oh, I've got notes on that, and we moved on. I didn't have a chance uh, to say, do you think? Sorry, do you think the genre? Do you yeah. think the genre of this movie, mm-hmm. like you were saying, it reminds you of what you know of of um, what do you say? The hill, the hills of eyes. What movie did you? He's not the not the movie, right. the credits set. I got to be really careful. Not the film, because otherwise <laughs> people were going for us. What the fuck no, is wrong with fair. you? You did say that. The you credits. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The credits, <laughs> which like... is fair play. Um, but it, I get the sense that it's like a Jason Bourne movie. Yes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Bond, Jason Bourne. Bond. Like any Bond, of those yeah. like typical action films. Yeah. One hundred. I kind of. I don't know whether this was successful or not. I think it did. I think they did a pretty decent job of this, but I got the sense that it was they were trying to input an almost a James Bond espionage esque, let's say, movie into the MCU. Mm. Um, but I, you know, I think they did well in certain elements, and you kind of got that. Um, but I think overall, I think it just fell short with certain things, mm. um, like the timing and like this, uh, the visual effects was a massive problem in the, in the movie. It wasn't ready, apparently. Um, mm. And this is when we start seeing the quality over the quantity over quality um, start happening. Um, mm. And this was kind of like that first marker and the first kind of like, oh, superhero burnout is happening now, isn't it? Um, I do remember all of that happening at the same time. But yeah, Jason Bourne. I've got massive Jason Bourne vibes. Yeah, 100%. The, um, you were saying about kind of being... At this point in time, there was a lot of Marvel around, right? And there was a lot, you know... And yeah. one of the things yeah. one of the things that kind of has dawned on me at this point is because we just had uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier... Um, we've just had, you know, we've had Captain America a while ago. It is like, so in this, in Black Widow, they, and I'm going to, I think I'll put it. So they put a red, the red vials are synthetic gas, right? Mm. Mm. Now for me, it, it, it's starting, going back and watching all of these things at the same time, it's starting to wind me up how many vials all appear in MCU all of a sudden. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. we've got super serums, we got fuck. I'm like, I'm getting very confused as to what is what. Like, it seems to be a copious <laughs> amounts of gases and you know edible like liquids in vi- a hell of a lot of vials about. 
You know what I mean? So Fuck. many miles. DPD or like you know, DPD or Royal Mail or whoever delivers your post must be getting fucking well frustrated by this point. Royal Mail in, in like Budapest. Yeah. Is it Royal Mail? Um, but yeah, we'd just be like, fucking hell. Oh, we've got another vial. Careful, guys. It's, it's what colour is it? It's is it green? Is it gamma? No. Oh, yeah. that's right, What is it? No. I've got serum? No. Is it the uh, the synthetic gun? No. What, in maroon? Oh, maroon. Lovely. <laughs> What's that? The, um, uh, fucking... Uh. <laughs> But yeah, I, I, I agree though. I do agree. They, I think Marvel have overused the vile kind of plot line. Yeah, like, this stuff is like high car, like high cargo, high maintenance. You've got to protect this. This could destroy the world. Yeah, yeah I know. I, I swear, there's been a plot line. Yeah, yeah. Natasha, Natasha, you've just come back from that other place. It's got serum, uh, super soldier serums as well. Oh yeah, fucking hell! Got four of them in my pocket as well. It is, it is mad. It is utter madness. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I'd quite like at this point for there to be, I don't know, just any other means of getting any other means. Yeah, without it being a bomb. But that's a very make a cake out of it. Make a cake. Could, could it be in a cake? Could be in a cake. It could be bake it. Bake it. Yeah, bake it. That be it could cool. be bacon. You know, Nick Fury whipping up some cookies, and he's like, "You never yeah. guess what's inside this." Watch this. Exactly. And just turn into a, you know, a full ride. <laughs> my malt, I don't know, like a, like a skin ridden metal uh, shaped beast. So K-Dog, hello K-Dog, uh, calling in K-Dog. Just so you know, we're done with the vials. All right? <laughs> uh, we are pitching to you, Disney, uh, K-Dog, that from now on, if you want to put in strange substances and strange liquids, just bake them instead. Mm. Uh, and, Make and, it into a cookie. And K-Dog, I'd, I'd, I'd be up for tasting some of these baked goods. If you've got to make a couple of, <laughs> couple of demos that are uh, friendly for human consumption, oh, you know, get me in. Get me in, I can... K-Dog, picture this. Super Soldier Brownie. Oh, no, Super Soldier Shortbread. That's what Oh, you Jesus, mean. that's even better. Super even better. Soldier Shortbread. I am totally oh, down for this. Super Soldier Shortbread. Mm, oh, lovely. Oh. Synthetic granola, sauce? Gamma Granola. <laughs> Synthetic sauce. Gamma Granola. Can you imagine? Oh, there he is, Hulk, tasting his granola. Oh, Christ. Look at him go. <laughs> Someone needs to design all of this. <laughs> oh. Come on, there needs to be a Marvel bakery out there. Come on, there must oh, be. That is, that's got to be. We're, we're, that's, that's what we're making. <laughs> Don't be a hero podcast next venture is the uh, the Marvel that's, bakery. That's it. We'll announce that next year on our second year anniversary. Bruce's Bakes. <laughs> Hulk up with our baked goods. <laughs> oh god, I nearly died. <laughs> oh god. Uh, oh. Anyway, we digress. <laughs> Is there, wow. um What about so? Anything more about the kind of story? So, what do you think about the story of it? Um. Okay. So. So it starts off early. We see um, Natasha's past. 
it's kind of like a model family. It's not a real family, but they don't know that as kids. Mm. Um, they're actually uh, uh, Russian agents. Now, this is something actually has happened quite a bit in America where it's come out in the news. I think I, I read it in an article. Uh, I always so I always go to new rock stars as well as a uh, YouTubers uh, as, and also they have articles and a brilliant nerdy website. I always go to and they have brilliant Easter eggs and one of which was that was kind of reminiscent to a lot of things happening at the time post COVID. Some of these Russian families that were at Russian agents that were actually being absconded and being found out and then having to be deported back to Russia mm. um, and some imprisoned and some actually getting away. Um, the the tone there is nice. I think it's exciting. I like that beginning bit when they rush away. They're trying to get into the plane. All of that moment is really nice. And then we just we just see the the, the plot kind of playing out quite quickly. I get quite a bit emotional when they got split up. Mm. You know, um, where's it? It's, Dra it's Dragonoff, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. When he takes when he takes the girls away and stuff, and that's where it starts with the credits and stuff. And it is, yeah, it's quite harrowing when you think about it. Um, but like I think the the plot as a whole, when we go then back into the, the you know the present or the past, let's say, because we're technically beyond it by this point. But 2016, Natasha, we meet her sister. Um, we've got her trying to you know release all the Black Widows out there. That's her purpose. That's been her purpose throughout the whole movie. Mm. Uh, breaking free Red Guardian because uh, we need him to help us bringing the family back together for one single purpose of bringing down Dragonoff great fine it makes sense right it's like the incredibles but marvel yeah, yeah it's like a it's like a dysfunctional the incredibles um and you, it makes sense on paper as a movie it's all there mm. it, i think there's just it's not pacing it's not mm. action sequences it's i don't know i don't know there is something that i that i just i just find a little bit lethargic within the story it's a little bit drawn maybe it's drawn out too too long yeah or not long enough i can't really put my finger in it um i do there's the, the one plot line that i it's not like i didn't like it's just that i thought they would they could have done that with somebody else now they use taskmaster mm. as, a, as a villain yeah and they introduced taskmaster as well now i consider taskmaster to be a fairly recognizable marvel villain um and someone I, I thought they probably could have done and stuck to the the true roots of of, of Taskmaster. Now I'm not worried at all that it's Antonia, not Anthony, um, but um, it's more of the traditional costume that I probably would have liked to have seen more, um, and and just to kind of a more kind of threatening vibe to Taskmaster. Taskmaster is way more vocal. They, you know, they're able to talk and and talk about mm. how they can learn off of other each other people. And I think the original comics they don't have a chip in their in uh, their okay. um, neck. They just learn it. They learn how these other people's fight and the, how they and how they move. And, and then they, that's how they become so good. They're just mm. incredibly intelligent, right? Um, I would have liked to have seen that a little bit more. You know, I think that's probably it. I think with Taskmaster as well. And the, and I, I don't know the comics of Taskmaster. I don't know what the original you know um, villain was. But my my other gripe with Taskmaster and this would be to say that it, it is very very similar to Bucky Barnes. 
coming out of the other yeah. side of Bucky Bar. It's, it's the same thing, and this is what I'm going to make. It's super serums, and you know, it's a super soldier, isn't it, in its own right, right? So I'm, I'm a bit. It all feels very like we've just seen this about fifty times already. That's all. What That's Captain a really fair America point. Maybe was it was about. destined to fail. Mm. Maybe it was destined to it, fail. It needed something completely different, right? And we, at this point, mm. get bearing in mind. So what we we've oh, where where are we? We've had where are we in terms of we had in game? We started phase four. We've had series. Falcon Winter Soldier. Falcon Winter we've Soldier. Loki. Loki. So we yeah, and it, and it, because even Loki, although it's off off Earth. It is very mm. grounded in humans, right? There's a lot of humans, isn't it? Yeah. In it, or it's a Loki very. So for me, at this point, you needed something that was kind of more, uh, I don't know, alien or mutant, something completely away from fucking spies and soldiers, and which is everything we've just had with Captain America and we just had with Falcon. So that's my only grope about where its placement was. Is that its themes are naturally what we've just had for ages? So, like, yeah. we need we need something out. We you either need someone to fill in the gap for Iron Iron Man, where you need some like some kind of you know scientist tech. bring tech yeah tech well, based threat. There is there is there is a little Easter egg with uh, Taskmaster and Iron Man. Where Taskmaster, you can see where they're. I think she, when she first fights Natasha, mm. um, she can see that her her screen is calibrating to her next move. Yeah. yeah. Um, and in Civil War, we see Iron Man's outfit do exactly the same thing. When mm. Cap is having a fight with Iron Man, Iron Man is deciphering what Cap's going to do next. It's in that big fight in the at the end of the movie. Yeah. yeah. So there are kind of link. There are kind of like technological links. But not not so much as a it is an iron you know iron man yeah suit, yeah you know? you're not following that as a story are you it's just shown a no, couple of no, times no. so yeah, yeah. I, I think you know that would be my only thing is that and I wonder whether that's less so now because we're obviously watching this at the same time you know in tandem with the actual where we're at with Guardians three so I think I think when if I'd go back two years ago where I watched this for the first time, I can imagine I probably thought similar then where I went, Christ, you know, we've just had we've had endless super soldiers of some variety and that's what this kind of what this feels like is that he's doing it with all all of the women in the world. Then he's making them super soldiers. Mm. So I'm like, we've just had this plot. Mm. So it's very yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's nothing is brand new in its formulas let's say in the mcu marvel formulas that we now know mm. it's like this is a jumbled up kind of like let's take a bit of that let's take a bit of that we'll take a bit of this we'll pull it into the and we can all very see that's very that's very deliberately made and it's very kind of like manufactured in that way nothing really is organic about this movie there's nothing really fresh or new it's them just trying to rehash certain plot lines into different stories mm. or uh capturing an espionage Jason Bourne maybe type new franchise that didn't really hit. Mm. Um, but I, I feel like I've, maybe that's a harsh critic, um, critique, let's say. Mm. Um, but not to say there weren't good moments. There were. There yeah, were good yeah. moments. I, 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 th I feel also the bit that was unique and different ha 
arguably happen in the first two minutes of the film before the credits and then after the credits once they grow up we go back to the normal so so actually what i might what would have been great is to have maybe they didn't get taken at such a young age maybe so maybe it was a bit late they were a little bit older because then you could have followed two teenage like teenage elena teenage natasha um Mm. before they then get split because then that first bit could have been a bit longer so you mm. keep the the most unique part of the film was the fact that their parents weren't their parents, their whole family unit wasn't their family unit. So to be able to follow that for a little bit longer and for us to see certain moments that could have been brought back as a flashback later on, I think would have been far more interesting than what they decided to use the film to focus on. 100%. I, I kind of feel like certain certain bits of plot which felt should have been really important weren't that clear like for instance i'm still not sure what's so what's the red room Mm. created by shield because at that time shield was controlled by hydra yeah was it was is that is that how the red room came to be because it was it was a manufactured like coming off the super soldiers program they wanted a a a russian equivalent effectively Mm. So Shield prov- provided yeah. that, did no, they? I don't know. I still can't tell. No, that, no, that it was in the first. Act. And I and I think that's the thing, isn't it? Shield did doesn't get men- a lot of mentions either. Like no. you, you, all we no. keep going on about is Natasha and the Avengers and the, the fact that the Avengers are split up. What we don't get is hot, like an understanding of Shield's part in this, and like you say, mm. that kind of. Hydra's contribution to Shield and why that resulted in what what happened, and they really could have because it's set in 1995. So this is this is happening around the same time as the first Captain Marvel movie that we have seen, which was in Phase Three, mm. and that's very much heavily surrounded around the you know the resurgence of the Shield and Captain Marvel being within that as well. Nick Fury being engaged as an agent as well at this at this kind of um, decade. There could have been opportunities for them to even remotely talk about, you know, this flying superhero female that's flying through the sky or, or you know, or, or Nick Fury having a cameo. You know, mm. I don't know. There could have been opportunities there, I think. Yeah, I think you could have got that through um, Red Guardian as well. Mm. I think mm-hmm. he, he would have been, David Arbor's character would have been a good connection there, I feel. Yeah. Um would have been the reason why we might we might learn those those things. Speaking uh, of regarding though, I think the, the the sequence in terms of like favorite sequences for me, mm. the snow sequence, the escape of the prison bit, with with the I think the lo- the locality, the way that it was shot, the cinematography around that. Um, I thought the way it was all played and all whether it was done was actually really great. Um, I, I'm always reminded, and it's just it's because he's just made it I- iconic. You know, David Harbour famously plays Tom Hopper in uh, uh, Stranger Things. Mm. And the moments when he's in prison as Tom Hopper mm. um, in one of the seasons, it's just it kind of it mirrors that. And it's just, he just he's just a bloody great actor. He's, he's just a great good. actor, and he's so watchable. Have you seen the, th- uh, have you seen the newer uh, trilogy of Planet of the Apes? No, I haven't, you know, mate. I haven't. A third film, Planet mm-hmm. of the Apes. Uh, I think it might be The War of the Planet of the Apes is the third one. 
think. Don't quote me on that. Uh, and there is um, basically it's set in a in a prison for monkeys, and right. there is a scene at the end where there is an avalanche. They're in a prison. They're trying to escape, and literally, this is like I was watching that. it like, oh my god, this is so. But in a cool way, right? Yeah, and yeah, I don't, oh, yeah. I, I don't know if there's any, you know, if, with the writer director, whether, whether there is any kind of, oh yeah, we're a massive fan of those films, so we've like used a little bit of it. Um, but there are there are very big um, similarities. Even to the even to the, the helicopter. I don't mean it, there's not a helicopter as such. War of the Planet of the Apes, but the way they get away, they have to like yeah get to the top of it. Well, I, I yeah, I encourage you, Matt. You got to go and watch that third film, um, and have a look at those scenes, and you'll see the kind of similarities. Very interesting. That's cool. I need to watch it. I need to watch it now because it's all made the, me want to. those three films are some of the best all time best films. I feel like maybe we need to do a wild card and watch those. That is one of the few set of films that I go back and watch regularly. Really? Oh, yeah. That's, I, I think Planet of the Apes, those kind of movies, it's much like the um, like the, the recent Transformers movies, they just eluded me. Mm. Completely eluded me. Um, so yeah, I'd be well up for that, mate. Definitely got to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, can yeah. we can we talk about cast members now? Can we talk? Yeah, about let's go. Let's go I into. Feel like we're doing it already. Let's go. Um, I think, in terms of cast, I think this cast is super strong, like mm. super strong. There are you got Rachel Wise, you've got David Harbour, you've got Scarlett Johansson, you've got Florence Pugh, um, you've even got, um, uh, God, his name just went straight out of my head. Um, I mean, yeah. Uh, Julio Lois is in it in terms of a um, uh, end credit sequence, but OT. Uh, yes. Oh my God. Handmaid's OT. Tale. Handmaid's Tale. OT. He's amazing. He's, he's so good. But but that I don't get. Are we ever told how him and Natasha actually know each other? No. No. That frustrates me. Yeah. Because he appears from nowhere and we have no knowledge of where, like, what that is. He's such a good actor. He's a very good actor. He's a brilliant actor. Uh, I do think he plays quite a similar character sometimes, though. Um, but yeah, the similarities, I'd say. That's it's, a good it's, it's normally the happy chap. I know this is ironic, bearing in mind, Handmaid Tale is definitely not a happy chappy, but he does play the happy chappy. Um, but he does play the drama of it well as well, so can't argue with that. Uh, um, so I think in terms of standout performances for me in this show, in this show, in this film, um, is is got to be Florence Pugh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yelena without, is without ugh, a doubt brilliant. Just yeah. brilliant. Sets it sets a new tone. A youth. It's kind of like a a youthful Natasha, isn't it? It's it's mm. just a more jovial, um, kind of like Batman Robin kind of relationship in a way, a little bit. Um, it's just funny the moments where she like I really enjoy the moments where she uh, imitates her pose her superhero pose in the middle yeah. of the shop like it's stuff so little bits good. of quirkiness like that that it's very Florence Pugh do you know what I mean mm. it's very it's very her and what, that's what happens when you allow an actress to do what they're really good at doing yes. Brie Larson when she was first playing Captain Marvel was not allowed to do the quirky and cool things that she does really well yeah. and that's why 
it happened the way it happened in terms of the, the initial kind of release with that movie in terms of their depiction of Captain Marvel. But with the Elena, we immediately are falling in love with this character. We're immediately finding a connection with this character because it's jovial. There's, there's enough of a story. There's enough of a, uh, of a reason for us to understand why they're, you know, why they're in this situation that they're in, why they're in the, you know, the story that they're in. Yeah. And yet she absolutely nails it, mate. She nails it every scene, every moment. Oh. Brilliant. Accent, superb. Nailed it. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, yeah, I, I 100% agree. I think this is probably one of Florence Pugh's strongest uh, parts I think she's ever played. Um, I mm. think it's, it is fantastic. Um she yeah is it like i say per- perfect level of comedy there um and it, and it's great i i feel her florence and scarlet really bounce off each other really well um yeah, they do so yeah no i absolutely couldn't fault them here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Um, what do you think of Rachel as uh, Rachel as Rachel Melina? Wise? Classic. I mean, she's. At f- I mean, oh my gosh, right. So Rachel Wise first came into my radar in the original Mummy movies. Yes, and, and I do. Rem- I do remember being like, oh my god, who is she? She's amazing, um, and she is like this kind of adventure. Woman. You know, it's it's she. She was alongside like Angelina Jolie for me. When I was growing up, in terms of like playing Tomb Raider, Lara Croft, seeing these strong, powerful women, she was playing a real brilliant uh, protagonist, female protagonist in the Mummy movies, and she nailed it there. And kind of that's how she made her fortune. That's how she got her acclaim as an actress. And I think I think that pays dividends in mm-hmm. terms of the reason why she's in this movie as well. Um, I think she has really good moments. I don't think that was enough. I think I would have liked to have got a little bit more they kind of wrote her out in the second act of the movie mm. um and then brought her back for the ending effectively the last bit um but yeah i think it, i think she had really good moments but i think yeah i mean david harbour was absolutely incredible for what he got in terms of screen time i think it doesn't matter what you do with david harder give him a good character he's gonna nail it um so i think they all brought each other up but over overall florence Pugh, hands right. down i think my, my yeah. only my only gripe about um, Melina, and it's more—I don't know if it's writing or acting or whatever—but 
is I felt that uh, Red Guardian Red Guardian was really clear about where he stood in regards to the fact that he wasn't actually uh, Yelena and Natasha's dad. I felt yep. that Melina, I, and I don't know if this is Rachel's acting of it, where she tried to play it both ways at the same time. So she tried to play that she's not a real mum, but actually she's incredibly maternal, but also that she works as a spy and, you know, this is what she does for a job. And I felt that actually she tried to she tried to sit on the fence between the two, which didn't really work for me as a character. I'd have preferred mm -hmm. if she was just openly maternal and actually all along it was Alexei. Is it Alexei? Alexei is Red Guardian. Alexei. Alexei. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alexei. Alexei, isn't it? Alexei, yeah. Uh, who was like fully on board with the kind of the fact that it was a job. I would have preferred it basically if Melina had got carried away over the years and it became less of a job and more of a I'm actually your mum. Mm -hmm. whereas they didn't do that and I, I, feel like that. Like, I feel like they missed the trick there if they'd have just gone openly with that then Melina's character would have felt more more strong I think because then what you would have done is you throughout the film you know she would have been like really challenging Alexi and then it would have, Alexi would have been like look we were we were there to do one job blah 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 lots of scenes like that because then in the third act once she's back and she is purely there to help uh, help all three of them escape the red room and finally kill uh, Drakov I think that actually that would have worked because she would have been like right I've been maternal all this time but actually I need to focus on the thing that I was here to do which was you know. Do you think we should have got some Clint moments? Um, no. I know, I know, we get it as an end, you know, an end credit sequence with yeah. um, Defontaine turning up with Elena and saying, "This is your next target." <laughs> He's the reason for her death. Um, but do you think there should have been some sort of, I don't know, like, I'm, and I mean, like a flashback from that point. Or is yeah. it too much of a flashback as a movie to do that kind of thing? Probably, yeah, too much. But and also the focus needs to be on Natasha Romanoff, right? That she is the Avenger mm. we're 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 following. I think if you added another one, then naturally it doesn't become her movie. You know? Yeah. I th uh, for the reason, like, because they very specifically said this was to follow a female Avenger and make this a film that's you know. That girls can go. I've got my place in Marvel. You know, it's not just run with loads of blokes playing the lead parts, and a woman doesn't have a chance. I th I think mm -hmm, this mm -hmm. is their chance to go. That's not the case. So actually, not having Clint or not having Bruce or whoever it might be was was the best decision to make in my my view. Nice. Yeah, I I think that's fair. I think um, there's one there's one. <laughs> There's one gripe. I say it's not a gripe. It's just a meme now, I think, in terms of the end of the movie, in terms of demonstrating the poor visual effects of uh, Black Widow. Now, I think we need to take the, this this with a pinch of salt, dear listener. If you are, if you're seeing the, the the moment where Yelena goes at the end of the movie, she says, "This was fun," and then she jumps off the end of the hangar, mm. and it's just really poor bit of visual effects where the explosion happens in front of her, and she gets propelled off the building. Um, 
I think yes, it's not very good, but I think on the whole, there there were there were there were bad moments for visual effects, unfinished moments, but it wasn't throughout. Okay, there were moments. I think there was one moment in the beginning of the movie, where and uh, it's you have to really focus and look at it to see it. But when you see a Red Guardian chuck over, a, like a, it's like a really heavy armored vehicle in order to to free the airways for the plane, um, the runway. You can see what happens is is the weight, the distribution of this tank doesn't just kind of clunk over and fly over. It goes up and then it just drops with a weight with such heaviness and you don't yeah, see yeah. it bounce. That's a visual effect. And that was done really convincingly. That thing wasn't there when he did that. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so there were there were little moments of visual effects where I thought it was great. And but there were there were very clear unfinished moments. Um and I think in terms of a gripe, I think it's worth mentioning because it's so famously now etched in social media. But I would just say, just take that with a pinch of salt. I don't think that really is a massive detriment to the movie. No, I think it's harsh. Absolutely it's not. And I, and it, you know, I I think, yeah, I I absolutely don't think it's detrimental. I mean, there is shitloads going on in the third act of this movie, and there is a lot of fire mm. and a lot of built a lot of the places like crashing and burning. And I just, I just feel like ultimately that's not really what what we're focusing on as an audience is that mm-hmm. I think it has got a really good a strong story to it, um, and um, yeah, I'm I'm not you know I I, I unless it's really bad I I think even so far on us going way back and going all the way through it. I don't think we've we've hit anything really really bad yet in terms of I no, think the the no. one only one it's moment. not two thousand and three like Hulk do no. you know what I mean that's Ex- bad exactly exactly yeah. uh, we um there was one moment in something we've watched but I I can't remember what that is but and I know I think for me actually Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness there was a particular bit I I seem to remember that was god awful in terms of CGI um but yeah this this certainly wasn't it it was fine she you know you they you know she's jumping off a bloody the whole thing is absolutely ridiculous the helicopter's set yeah. alight and we're supposed to believe she survived it so the, yeah. hardly the yeah. least realistic part of that scene i'd say i think it it completes black widow's story mm. um i albeit i am of the, the 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 opinion that it should have come earlier uh, but i understand why it didn't um but i think this is also a really good origin movie for yelena introduction to a new hero a follow-on to effectively a new black widow I think that we're getting there, you know, we're getting to that point, I think now moving forward into the MCU. Um, and yeah, I think it serves and holds up as an MCU movie. Yes, mm. it's not great. It made, I think, around about $600 million of a loss because what they also used with this movie was a guinea pig to see what would happen if we would only do a couple of weeks of it being out in the cinema and then we'll do it straight onto a home premiere release on Disney plus so people can mm. just watch it. And there's been, there was a huge piracy thing, huge lawsuit. Um, Scarlett Johansson lost a huge load of money as well through mm. this kind of movie. Um, and that was a detriment, uh, unfortunately to, to what I thought overall as the product of black widow was not too bad. It wasn't great. It wasn't ridiculously amazing, but it wasn't awful. It wasn't bad. 
How, yeah. mu- how much for Chris Packett are you giving this? I I'm going to give this um, like like just over a half. It's like a mm-hmm. like a decent weighty packet of like you know those M and S crisps that you get. Yeah. Marks and Spencer's dear listener, by the way. Any international readers, readers, listeners, readers, what the frick, listeners? <laughs> <laughs> um, they're they're like a fairly decent uh, food produce shop for us, um, and they do good quantity of crisps. Have you had those ready salted like mixed bags? No. I usually I usually make get them. I usually okay. This is so so irrelevant what i usually do is when i travel up north to work i come back from the north and i get those in a service station in mns and i usually munch on them when i'm in the car and i'm driving yeah Listen. that's me so yeah just over <laughs> half of those <laughs> i would give this i think i'm gonna be i'm gonna be really really strong here i enjoy it i'm giving this 85 percent mate a huge amount because I thoroughly enjoy this film, mate. And that I, is generous, and I think a lot of people are misguided when it comes to this movie. I think it's great. There are some very good scenes between the likes of Yelena, Natasha, Red Guardian, and Yelena is a particular highlight. I absolutely love when he starts singing the song and she, uh, yeah, American that's good. Pie, and it, there are some really good moments. Um, which, you know, those moments are in a film with shitloads of action. I mean, mm. what more could you possibly want? It's got a lovely, like, really good comedy. None of it's cheesy. Mm. There is no cheesy comedy. It genuinely is quite funny. Um, you, you've got loads of, like, escaping from prison, massive action-packed scenes. You've got a weighty villain who feels like, you know, a bar- he is a bastard, and the reasons mm. for doing it are clear. What, what he's, uh, you know... The links to Shield needed to be more clearer. His accent needed to be abolished from day one. Um, but actually, I thoroughly enjoy myself. I, I love it. Fair enough. No. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna argue that. No, but you know, we, that's that's the one. That's the one thing we cannot do on this podcast is argue our crisp content rating. <laughs> rating rating um what i do want to quickly do let me have a look mm. is uh we did ask on our instagram on our little feed um what people's thoughts were so let's have a read um so the fan club podcast they said i like this movie but i would have liked it much more if it was released much earlier very mm. weird timing I love you lena though there we go there See? you go uh, Hugh V302 even though the villains weren't that great I really like the film overall and I especially love Yelena can't wait to see more of her going forward there we go I think you know I think there's a, it's a dark horse it's a dark horse this movie Rach, your Rach loves it yeah she loves it she absolutely loves it Big she was a bit annoyed that she didn't get to watch it with me oh no well, yeah, so, and we have one more as well. Loved the family drama in this, but did not enjoy the story or villain all that much, says oh, okay. Before Showtime Podcast. Oh, fair enough. Thank you very much for, for your comments there, guys. Um, I know you said uh, at the uh, year anniversary podcast, if you didn't catch it, dear listener, you still can catch it on all networking streams. Um, but what we can do... Yeah. Streaming, little, streaming networks, but networking streaming networks. Stream. Oh fucking hell! 
Jesus Christ, it's half mate, nine at night. The last, the last five pods, mate, uh, your ability to talk has... has... <laughs> it's just been stressful, mate. It's just been stressful. Hey, carry Stress on, city. Carry I've got on. a poem. Oh, hit me up, buttercup. Can't Ooh, wait. What a little poem. Okay, here we go. So, yeah, Boris declared that he wants some fan fiction back so i'm on fanfiction.net right now yes, dear listener come on. Okay. <laughs> so uh i've got it's it's short it's sweet i think it's to the point so i'm just going to go ahead and go for it okay so this is uh by uh, i'm trying to find their name and it's not even there by romanov's radioactive revenge okay oh, wow, we were. chill out okay um here we go blood lies my voice broke there <laughs> anarchy cold knives whispers imprisonment death obedience when does it end What does that spell? Wow. Uh, what does it spell? I don't know, because I was just so shocked that it was just loads of words. Say it again. I'll say it, I'll say it hit again. Hit me up, hit me up. Blood. Lies. Anarchy. Cold. Knives. Whispers. Imprisonment. Death. Obedience. When does it end? And scene. Black Widow. Lovely. Yes, it, that's it. Absolutely it? lovely stuff there, Matt. That Thank is, you so much. That's gorgeous. Really brought tears to my eyes. <laughs> Great. I'm, I'm glad you're moved. Especially knives and cold. That is, mm. there are some, mm. yeah, lovely. I like, I like the when does it end at the end. Like, when it's like, it when end? does it end? I don't know. And when what, does it end? When does what end? The when film does what end? itself? Or... Exactly. Or the oh. MCU? Are they are they tired from superhero films? I don't know. When does it? I don't know. It I'll leaves you what very open. Doesn't end is this podcast, mate? <laughs> because next week, yeah, we are doing. I can't fucking wait. I've been waiting for this since we started. Because you keep going on about it. You teased <laughs> it as if it was coming in phase two, and it's not been here till now. Do you know what it is coming up next week? What is it? TV series that I haven't seen that you keep going on about and I got very excited about. Oh, what? And I'm, I know you're about to announce something that's next week and it's not going to be next week because we've got to do another episode before then. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, fucking oh, hell. I'm just disappointed Honestly, you. Next week's news and rumours. I keep forgetting that happens at the end of each month. I was like, why is he so excited by that? <laughs> News and room. No, um, we've got the, um, each episode's different. What if? <gasps> so what if next? It is what if. I can't wait, man. Oh, blood. mate, that is going to be great. keep showing up on my Disney Plus. I'm like, no, not yet. I've got to wait. I can't fucking wait. Brilliant. Oh, that's great. That's great. So, but yeah, that's in a two weeks time that will be. Next week, News and Rumours. Uh... Big, big, big one. 
Awesome. Well, dear listener, thank you so much for listening. Just so you know, we now do have a Patreon. We have a merch store as well. And we are currently in the place of currently working out the kinks. Um, we're sort of looking at stuff um, to see if it's working. And it is. It is working. But there's little kinks that we just need to do still. But yeah, it is up. It is going. It's ready. It's there for you. Do check it out. Sign up to our Patreon. Buy yourself a flipping hat because I got myself a little hat. Hasn't arrived yet. But it's coming. We, um, we hope it's going to be there. Sometimes. <laughs> so do I. They've taken my money. Oh, there we go. So. We'll find out. Let me be the guinea pig, please, dear listener, and I'll let you know how it goes on. Yeah. Um, but yes, we've got all that stuff going on. We've also got some new artwork as well, haven't we, mate? We have. Mick, Mick Russian, Michael Russian, our, our, our good friend, has uh, made us loads of new gizmos. Uh, so on social media, you'll see some flashy banners, some nice little pics. Uh, we've got some background art now that we can yeah, we populate. Um, yeah, very excited. Very nice. Yeah, we do. Right, dear listener, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate the hell out of you, and we will see you next week. See you then. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Thank you for listening to another episode of Don't Be A Hero Podcast. If you have any comments, feedback or any thoughts, email us at don'tbeaheropodcast at gmail.com. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and other streaming platforms for future content. And to keep up to date on all things Don't Be A Hero, follow us on our Instagram or our TikTok at Don't Be A Hero Podcast. We'll see you there.